Have you ever thought about the things that you should not do when filing an insurance claim that you should actually avoid when filing insurance claim to help better have a successful turnout of your insurance claim? Today, we're going to do one of my favorite things. It's a top 10, and I'm going to go through the top 10 things that you should not do when filing an insurance claim and when presenting an insurance claim and when working an insurance claim. This is gonna be a good one. You cannot miss it from 10 all the way to one. Are you ready? In three, two, one. What's up, advocates? Welcome back to another episode of The Commercial Claims Show. I am the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry, owner and CEO of Elite Resolutions, a public adjusting firm. And today, we're going to go at it a little bit of a different route. I'm always telling you about the things that you should do, the things that you should watch out for, all the things that you should put together and how you should, all the routes that you should take so that you can have a successful insurance claim and get paid the money you need after a loss occurs to your home or your business. I'm going to take a different route. We're going to do one of my favorite things, which is a top 10, but we're going to go through the top 10 things you should not do when filing an insurance claim, when making an insurance claim, when having an insurance claim. And like I always like to say in my top 10s, I'm going to go through the top 10, but the most important one is number one, and it might actually surprise you what number one is going to be. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Listen up, advocates. Whether you're a public adjuster, contractor, or an attorney, if you have a client that has suffered any kind of catastrophic loss, whether that be by fire or storm or just any catastrophic loss that requires your client to have to move out and incur ALE and loss of use coverage, you need to think about looking at Black Diamond Services. This is an incredible idea for a service that I think is extremely valuable and I've actually personally used uh, for my clients myself. Basically what they do is they provide all of the necessary money that needed as needed to be done for the homeowner uh, to go and move to another place, whether that be a hotel or another home or whatever it is, they basically bill through their insurance policies, loss abuse coverage, and basically they provide financial assistance so that the insured never has to incur any out-of-pocket expenses. It's an amazing service. I love the people at Black Diamond Services, especially Millie Varela. If you just contact her and contact Black Diamond Services, I'm telling you, they're going to take care of your climate clients like you wouldn't believe. I personally have a client who suffered a fire damage and had to use their ALE coverage, and all we did was refer them to Black Diamond. Our clients did not have to come out of pocket a single penny. Black Diamond provided all of the financial um, uh, money, and they provided the actual location for the homeowner to stay. Amazing service. Contact Black Diamond Services today so you could find out more information for yourself. Number 10. Failing to read the policy. There's too many times people file a claim only to find out that it's not covered. You know, one of the reasons, ultimately, honestly, for filing a, uh, using a public adjuster is we know how to read the policy, right? And a public adjuster only gets paid a percentage based on what you get paid. So when a public adjuster says, hey, this is a good claim, let's file it, that means that the public adjuster has been able to read your policy and based on the laws, that public adjuster knows that that, co- that claim will eventually get paid. The claim still may get denied. It still might not be covered for whatever other reason, but ultimately we wouldn't be filing the claim unless we knew it was going to get paid. But with that being said, as a homeowner, as a business owner, make sure that before you actually file the claim, just read through your policy, okay? Make sure that you actually have coverage on that loss because you may run into like a water damage limit or a water damage exclusion or an actual cash value payment on your roof, or you may have a higher deductible than you thought 
and you get a quote and it's only a couple thousand more than your deductible. Read your policy before you actually file the claim because you're going to want to know that you actually have a chance of getting a payment. If not, well then, you know, technically it's still a claim under your insurance, you know, and you could become more high risk, which could ultimately penalize you in the future of maybe having to pay higher rates or maybe getting dropped by your insurance company. So when it is time to file a claim, make sure it is an actual claim that you will get paid and you're not wasting your time throughout that process. Number nine, I always do this backwards. Number nine, failing to notify the insurance company immediately. Okay. You have to notify the insurance company immediately. I will tell you that the longer you wait, the worse it's going to get. The insurance policy specifically says that you must notify the insurance company immediately after a loss. If you do not, you're going to get what's called a reservation of rights letter. That's going to scare the crap out of you. And that reservation of rights letter is basically going to tell you, we have the right to deny your claim because you took so long to actually file it. And then questions come up. Why did it take you so long to file the claim? What is it that you were doing throughout this entire time from the date of loss that you now decided to file the claim? Was it because you were you, you, you're strapped for cash and now all of a sudden you're filing a claim? That's not a good reason. So make sure that when a loss does occur, notify the insurance company as soon as possible. It's still important to do the documentation. We got this video here. Make sure you're gathering your documentation and make sure you're taking your photos and all that good stuff. But the fact is, is notify the insurance company, notify the insurance company fast. I like to say you should notify the insurance company within 48 to 72 hours. Get it in within four. That is enough time to do everything you have to do to prepare your claim the way it's supposed to. 48 to 72 hours, notify the insurance company. Number seven, failing to mitigate your damages. Okay, now a lot of people don't even know what mitigation is. We do have a video on that as well. But mitigation basically is to stop the damage from getting worse. Okay, we're going to go through another one uh, like that. But you have to, if it's a shower pan leak, don't use your shower anymore. If it's a busted supply line, turn your main water off. Okay. If it's a roof leak, put a tarp on it. Those are different ways of mitigation. Mitigation. There's also, you can call actual professional companies where if your whole house is inundated with water, you cannot dry that yourself. You're going to have to call an actual mitigation company that will come in. They will vacuum up all the water and they're going to set up a bunch of machines to dry out your home quickly because the unfortunate result of extreme water damage is of course mold damage and mold damage will ultimately make you sick and it will not be good for your home, the interior home, and honestly, the interior of your actual body and your health. So you want to dry everything out as soon as possible. Another way of mitigating your damage is getting a repair done, right? That's actually in our, is that our, in our top 10? I don't think so. Get a repair done. If it's a busted pipe, you know, uh, repair the pipe. If it's a roof, you don't want to put a tarp up, you want to do a repair, go ahead and do a repair because that constitutes mitigating your damages and stopping it from getting worse. Number six, poor documentation. Man, again, I hate to toot my own horn, but that's another reason why you want to hire a professional, a public adjuster or something. But if you don't, documentation, right? That means photos. That means invoices. That means receipts. That means proposals. That means your water bill if you need to provide it. That means your inspection reports that you have. Anything that helps really prove your case that it's an actual loss that is covered under your insurance policy, documentation is going to be huge. I have provided credit card statements, okay? I have provided screenshots of invoices that have sent. Whatever it is, I have provided the weirdest documentation you could ever think of, but ultimately it's, it's 
It's, a, it's so that it could help you. I provided recently an email uh, from a uh, from a repair person of a of a dishwasher. It was just an email. Hey, I repaired your thing. Everything is good. This is what I charged. I just literally took that email and not only forwarded it, but I also screenshotted the email and said, here, look, here's proof that it was actually repaired and it was done. Any kind of documentation will help. And the more documentation to help you prove your case, frankly, the easier it's going to be for the insurance company to pay your claim. So poor documentation is a big, big no-no. Number five, failure to cooperate with the insurance company. Don't get upset when the insurance company sends you a request for information letter requesting a laundry list of things. Respond to it. Communicate with the insurance company. The more you communicate, the faster your insurance claim will settle. The more you communicate, I have found, the better chances of your claim actually getting paid. So if they send you a laundry list of things that they need and you can't provide them anything, that's okay. Respond to it and say, I can't provide you with this item because I don't have it anymore. I can't provide you with this item because I can't find it. I've attached this item with this. I've attached this item with that. You want to try to cooperate with them and provide them everything because I have done a video on that before. And that will basically help you avoid the insurance company stalling. If they've sent you a request for information letter and you have waited a month to respond to it, that's a month. Honestly, your claim might have gotten settled in that month. But because the insurance company needs information to help in their investigation to ultimately pay the claim and you're not providing it to them, that's when it's going to take your claim a lot longer. Okay, Provide them with everything and make sure that you are cooperating with the insurance company. Number four, failure to retain damaged property. Oh, this is a big one for me, okay? Because too many times I walk into a house and a plumber came in and repaired the pipe that was broken and took that broken piece of the pipe and threw it away somewhere in his truck. Happens all the time. Even if it's roof damage and it's shingles that have been broken, you know what? Just stack them up. Put them in your garage. Just put them in there. Hey, look, these are the shingles. Look, they are the same shingles that are on the roof. These shingles were on the ground when uh, when this windstorm event happened, or these sh- were the shingles that were removed as a re- as a as a um, as a result of the repair that we made to the roof to stop the damage from getting worse from the damage that occurred from the windstorm. It's so important that you keep the damaged property because you're going to show this to the insurance company. They're going to see it and they're going to be like, "Okay, this loss actually occurred. This is a covered loss. This needs to be paid." So. Make sure that you retain the damaged property. Keep it somewhere in a safe place so that when the insurance company comes to inspect it, they can see it, they can photograph it, and they know that you still have it. They'll tell you to throw it away after the inspection. You only need it for the inspection. Number three, failure to obtain your own quote or estimate, okay? The insurance company is going to come in and they're going to put together an estimate of what it costs to do the repairs. Get your own. Hire an estimator. Hire a public adjuster, hire a contractor to to have another pair of eyes look at it to see, look, this is how much it actually costs to do the repair. Maybe it's less than the insurance company, but most likely it's much more. Okay, you're going to have to present that to the insurance company. You're going to have to show them, hey, I got this public adjuster. I got this contractor. They put this estimate together. This is what it really costs. Whatever it is that you're going to throw at me. Whatever it is, I need you to look at this first because this is exactly what I need to put my home back together again. So failure to obtain your own quote or your own estimate, you need to have your own quote and your own estimate, which leads me to the next one, 
failure to negotiate. Don't be afraid to negotiate with the insurance company and don't be afraid to not accept their first offer. It is what's called in our business an undisputed payment. So what the insurance company is doing, once they've decided that your loss is indeed covered and it does indeed need to be paid, they are going to put an estimate together and they're going to cut you a check. Well, what basically an undisputed payment is, which is that check, is basically, hey, here's how much money you sort of need now to to do the repairs. If for any reason you come up with an estimate that's more than this one, or you hire somebody and it says it's more than what we're paying you, just present it to us and we'll address it. Okay. So if you haven't gotten that estimate together or you have, and you've already presented it and they still made this lowball payment, I need you to call them. Okay. Or send an email. We've received your undisputed payment. Thank you very much. We're going to deposit this because you can deposit that. It does not mean that you are accepting it as final payment. Um, and negotiate. Say, hey, look, you're only giving me 10000 bucks, but I've got a contractor or an adjuster that's telling me that it's $30,000. What are we going to do here? Because we need to figure this out. And don't be afraid to negotiate. It's what public adjusters do on a daily basis. And it's, it's just sort of part of the game. You know, I hate to say it because we're talking about some real life stuff, but I do have a podcast and it's called the Claims Game Podcast for a reason. Uh, present it to them, negotiate and try to figure it out. Now, the next one is failure to follow up with the insurance company. It's so important. If you want your claim to get delayed for months and in, then just ignore it and don't follow up. But if you want your claim to get paid and you want your claim to get paid fast, follow up. I preferably at our company, we follow up every seven days. It's like clockwork. Literally like an alarm comes up in our CRM that says, Hey, you need to follow up with the insurance company. Nobody's touched this claim in seven days. Now, if in those seven days, there's a phone call and there's a conversation and there's some documentation, then it's seven days from there, but don't wait longer than seven days. I used to tell people seven to 14 days. I would say that's your limit, but try to follow up every seven days. On the other end, don't follow up every day. I say that all the time. It's just, you're just going to be a pest and they're probably going to ignore you just because they're annoyed by you. And frankly, they have hundreds of thousands of insurance claims that they're working at the same time. Seven days is the ideal spot that you want to sort of follow up with the insurance company. And the last one, okay, number one, and there's other ones that I could do like failure to take photos, but I guess that's poor documentation. You got to take photos. Can I just add that in real quick? Failure to take photos. Every time I walk into an insurance claim, one of the first things that I ask is, did you take photos when this happened? Nine times out of 10, they tell me no. Why? I don't understand. Like if water damage occurs, take, I mean, we all got a camera right here in our phones. Take some freaking photos. That one I'm very passionate about. Take some video. You know, come on, you're walking on water. Take block, block, block videos. Of this. Just come on, take some failure to take photos is an additional one. Number one, which I told you was going to be the best one, because I always find it very odd when, when people just don't want to file a claim. Oh, will my insurance rates go up? Oh, will I get dropped by my insurance? There's a reason that you pay insurance on your home. Now, I am biased. I know I'm a public adjuster. I only get paid if you file an insurance claim. But if I'm coming in as a professional and I am telling you that you have a legitimate claim here, you have a worthwhile claim here, this is why you pay insurance, I suggest you go full steam ahead here and they still come back and tell me, I don't want to bother my insurance company. That's crazy. So the number one thing that you should not do is not file an insurance claim. If the loss is there, you pay insurance for a reason. When an accidental and sudden event causes damage to your home or to your business, you file a claim. That is what insurance is for. Now, if it's minor, 
and you want to just take care of it, then go ahead and take care of it. But once you get into the five figures, you got to file it. Once you're over $10,000 or $20,000 or $30,000, let's say a loss occurs and you call a contractor out. Make sure it comes out fast because remember, you want to file the claim within 48 to 72 hours. But if he's telling you this is going to be a really big deal, file a claim. That's what you have insurance for. Like I said in the beginning, there's too many times people, they don't want to bother their insurance company because they're worried about their rates or they're worried about... That is something that, in my opinion, the insurance company has put in people's heads to avoid them from filing insurance claims. If the loss is there, if the loss is going to cost you a lot of money, file the claim, please. So, and I always tell people if it's including, if you need to replace your roof or if you need to replace your cabinets or if you need to replace your flooring throughout the house, those three, file a freaking claim, okay? So that's it, guys. Those are the top 10 those are, those are the things that you should not do when making an insurance claim, okay? You got to read the policy. You got to notify the insurance company immediately. You got to mitigate your damages. Um, you got to take get good documentation, photos included. You got to cooperate with the insurance company. You have to retain the damaged property. You have to obtain a scope, a quote, an estimate on what it's going to cost from your end, okay? Not from the insurance company's end. You got to negotiate, okay? Whatever first offer that they give you, it's probably not enough. Be willing to negotiate. You got to follow up with the insurance company. And guys, if you have damage to your most prized possession, file the freaking claim. All right. That's it. My name is Vince Perry. I am the commercial claims advocate. You can find information on my public adjusting firm at EliteResolutions.com. If you're interested in becoming a public adjuster or you want to come work for us, please send us an email, send us a message. Uh, We'll send you an application that you could fill out. And of course, on the commercialclaimsadvocate.com, commercialclaimsadvocate.com, there is tons of information that you can go in there and you can really dive deep into the public adjusting industry and what it's about. The elite claims process, the inner workings of the insurance claims process. You could purchase this book on the website. You could download and take one of our courses and you could also attend one of our two-day live workshops that we do every three months that is with me, one of my coaches of just intense elite claims process dissection of what goes on and how you could be successful as a public adjuster contractor or attorney in this industry and that's all we got guys thank you for watching make sure you subscribe hit subscribe we've got videos and content coming out all the time and follow me on social media for a lot more free content instagram facebook and linkedin is where you're going to get a lot of this stuff so thank you guys very much for watching i hope you had a good time and i hope you enjoyed and actually learned something and we'll see you on the next video peace out